0: Danny, I guess away from football, um, we'll start with the news on Thursday and obviously your reaction to the passing of the Queen. Yeah, um,
1: my reaction to the passing of the Queen. um, I think what sort of the figurehead she is for this country um, and the kind of person above anything else was something that everybody who lives in England can be proud of. I think someone everybody looked up to, revered, and the way she carried herself in such an high-profile role was um, something everyone can sort of be proud of. Yeah, real strange couple of days, hasn't it, really, been. Yeah, real sort of like sombre mood, um, big changes, obviously a lot of media coverage. So, yeah, really strange times when um, something like this happens, I think. Would have you guys all been at the training ground then when the news broke or
0: had you gone home by that point or...? How um, did it play out for you?
1: Yeah, I think we were sort of all at the trading ground um, when it occurred. Um, oh so yeah.
0: In, in terms of its, you know, we saw it with the Coventry game earlier this season, of course, completely different circumstances, but preparing for a game and now you've had another break going into this game. How, how did, what, what did you get the players in? Did you get them in on Saturday? Did you give them the day off? How, how, did, you, how did you take that situation?
1: No, we've trained pretty much all the way through. We're in Saturday, Sunday. Um, Dave broke the news to us as we'd just prepared the session. So we'd prepared the final session for QPR, literally just finished. And then Dave told us about um, the news then. Um, so, yeah, we just adapted really quickly. We moved on to prepare for the Wigan game the day after. So we worked Saturday, Sunday to um, prepare, prepare this game. It's a little bit like the Coventry
0: game. You've got really no choice then to just adapt as quick as possible, have you?
1: No, I, I've said before, I think that the football players and the staff who work in football, we've got to be adaptable people and very sort of flexible to these situations. And I think we've done that well this week. I guess back onto
0: the football then, team news-wise, going into tomorrow's game, any, any fresh concerns?
1: Um, no, we're pretty much there, I think, in terms of um, players being available. Obviously, there's Matty Pearson still out, um, injured for a long period. But apart from that, we're good. As I was going to ask on Matty, what, what's the time frame? Is it, is it still similar, Danny? Yeah, still similar time frame. Um, he's a really positive guy, Matty, so he's trying to get back as quick as possible, but we'll, we'll have to be patient with him. It was a serious injury. Um, he's still on crutches, so um, yeah, big miss, but he's still around the place. He's still integrated into the squad, which is um, something we wanted. David Kasumu as well, how close is he? Yeah, David's very close. He's had a good... Week to ten days of training. Now he's been back on the pitch. Um, he's looking really sharp, which is um, credit to the medical staff and the rehab team who keep him keep him fit while he's not active on the pitch. So um, yeah, it's good to get David back, and um, he'll give the squad a boost.
0: Uh, Luke and Betty as well. I'm told. Am I right in saying he came in with a little bit of concussion? How's he getting in?
1: Yeah, I think it um, was reduced, it modified in terms of his sessions. Um, no contact because. When he played in the Barcelona friendly game, he um, he got concussed. Um, but we got the all clear. I think it was four four days ago that he could go back into contact sport. So um, yeah, he's um, he's fine now.
0: So he's another option that you've got going into Tuesday.
1: Yeah, him uh, along with Mikhail um, have trained all week. Um, done really well in the sessions. Again, integrated really quickly with the rest of the team. And um, yeah, it's give everyone a boost.
0: You've got a number of centre-half options really haven't you now this season?
1: Yeah we have now I think um, that was a key area we wanted to recruit obviously with Matty Pearson getting injured in pre-season so um, yeah we're really pleased that we've um, strengthened in that area.
0: You touched on Matty a bit there obviously still around the place still as we know a good character like how much help is he off the field to someone like a Luke Mbete or, or even a Michal Hailek going forward?
1: Yeah, he'll be brilliant. Um, he's obviously played championship football for a number of seasons now. And um, me and Matty actually crossed paths at Halifax Town as players you know, at the back end of my career. Matty was starting off, so he's probably got me to thank for his career. But <laughs> um, but no, look, he's a great lad and um, he's he's very selfless. Um, he'll, he'll want to help and sort of do as much as he can while he can't be on the pitch. So um, it'll be a great help to the young players.
0: Do, do, do you have memories of playing with him at Halifax? Did you see a player in him then?
1: Yeah, he played um, as a positional midfielder and I was sort of playing as a number 10. So I just used to let Matty do all my running because I I couldn't move by then. Um, So that was really good. But no, look, he's a great guy. We've got a good relationship and um, yeah, hopefully he recovers quickly.
0: And I guess as well as Matty, you've got people like Tom Lees, you've got Jonathan Hogg, who we know can drop in there as well. You, You do have experience at the back to not also just help you in your role, Danny, but also the younger lads.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um, to have this experience um, and these players to be able to pass on that knowledge, um, as well as the coaching staff, um, obviously to the way we want to play the football. Uh, but the fundamental parts of it, like the, the duels, the competitiveness, the, the, they help the players massively in this area.
0: How much of a help is it to you personally having those experienced players around the place?
1: Yeah, I think what we try to do is like develop as many leaders as we can. We want players to be able to make those right decisions on a football pitch. At the end of the day, it's the players who are playing the game. The coaches are helping, facilitating. So, yeah, if we can have um, as many leaders as possible on the pitch, we'll be in a better place.
0: Looking back on Blackpool, obviously we've had a lot of time for the dust to settle now, but it's still the last game you played. Just your reflections on that.
1: Yeah, I think... Um, I think there were a lot of emotions riding it, obviously, with the goal that was not given, which, which should have been. Um, we felt it was a good performance. That definitely deserved a result. But, yeah, we reflected quickly, as we always do, and then we move on and prepare for the next game. Um, we can only focus on what we can control. That's now in the past. Learn from it. Move on. Hopefully perform better um, in the next game against Wigan and get a more positive result.
0: And I guess, in a way, the the statements that came out from the EFL and from Hawkeye mm. as well, it doesn't change the result Danny but just your reflections on that
1: yeah again look we um we're obviously disappointed um the results stood we can't do much else we can't we can't control that we can only control how we react from that situation and I'm hoping we can react positively for the next game
0: Does, does it offer you any little bit of condolence or help ease any kind of pressure knowing that some of the games have hinged on decisions like that
1: yeah I think so I think um probably getting bored of me saying like perform we've been really competitive performances have been good but we've not been getting the results and I think that's the discussions we've been having with the players and with the rest of my coaching staff on like we're in there the games are decided by these moments so what is it that we can do what is it that the players can do what can we what can be the shift that makes these moments come for us and that's been our focus this past week
0: I guess i mean we we saw at bristol didn't we when when pat hit the post and it, it went up the other end I, I guess for you it it can help you keep positive knowing that the performances are there and 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 it is around the corner
1: yeah definitely I, I generally try to be a positive person as much as i can anyway and i think when it when you see these moments and it is fine margins definitely it you can take lots of positives from it, but we need to channel that in the right direction again to make sure to make sure we get results because that's the only sort of stat at the end of the day which is which is looked at and which is important and which everyone is um, judged on at this football club.
0: And the players' mood are they are they on board with you, Danny, when you know when you say that staying positive?
1: Yeah, I look I, I want the players' opinions. I need to know what's going off inside their heads as well. It can't just be me telling, telling, telling all the time, what are you feeling? What, what do you think we need to do more of? And the players are really positive in this aspect. They feel as though it's the same sort of message as I'm, I'm giving now, speaking to you about that. Like, look, it's just the moments. They need to fall for us. And they believe that the game plans are there. Um, tactically, we're in the games. Physically, we're, we're, we're performing. We just need to continue going, continue keeping positive. And um, yeah, let's see what happens against Wigan.
0: And back-to-back home games before that international break. We know you like to deal in Blocks of games but if you do get a couple of positive results that really can change the mood heading into that international break can't it
1: yeah I think so I think um well, we've got now two games now with the QPR one being cancelled up until the international break so yeah full focus on Wigan um but also then against Cardiff after um and then yeah hopefully we can get two two really good results because we're preparing always to um win football games and that'll be our focus for these next two an on Wigan, bit of a mixed
0: bag to life back in the Championship, but unbeaten on the road. So they're, they're not a team to be taken
1: lightly, are they? No, really competitive team. Um, I think really, Lynn Richardson's got a really good um, squad together there who are working, um, working in the same way to try and perform and get results. Um, they've been varied in terms of the style of play and formations from what we've seen. Um, so look, it's going to be a challenging game like any other Championship one, but um Yeah, we'll focus on us, what we can do to perform as well as we can. And um, yeah, like I say, we'll be prepared, preparing to win.
0: And on Liam Richardson, would have you crossed paths at Accrington when you were there?
1: Yeah, Liam was the um, assistant manager to Paul Cook at the time. I think I had a three-month loan spell there. Um, So, yeah, I can't remember what year exactly it was, but um, yeah. Um, you seem to cross paths with a lot of the people in football, obviously coaching courses and play playing careers. So yeah, it'd be good to see Liam again. But um, we'll be um, we'll be competing against each other on Saturday.
0: You've maybe saved the pleasantries till after the game. Um, it, yeah. Was it one of them you, you mentioned? You were only there for for three months. Did you get to know him well? Did you did did you get on with him really well? Do you have memories of playing under him?
1: Yeah, I think um, he, he just retired, Liam. I think he just come out of playing and. Um, Going into coaching. So, um, yeah, very brief sort of exchange, but um, yeah, memories.
0: And he's someone he stepped up when Paul Cook left Wigan and, and brought them back up to the championship. He's tasted early success, hasn't
1: he? Yeah, he's done really well um, and credit to him. I think he's had sort of a similar similar pathway and journey as me as a player, um, probably played at the same level. Um, then coaching the academy as assistant manager and then now he's head coach.
0: Someone you can maybe pick pick each other's brains on.
1: Yeah, I think it's always good to speak to sort of the coaches and managers sort of after games and sort of in season when you get the odd day to sort of speak and discuss. It's always good to share share things. Top
0: man. Best of luck for it, Danny. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Thanks, Louis. Thanks, mate. Uh,
2: ten years ago, Danny. Remember,
3: that's ten years ago. <laughs> <Wow>. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for throwing me off that, Dave. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a tough one Danny do you you feel like it's a bit of a a blessing that you've had the extra few days given it helps you that get that time with Mikal and Luke and Bette and with uh with with David Kasuma on the training pitch
1: yeah it's a good point Steve I think um yeah I'd agree with that I think um you always want to play football games you're always preparing for it but when these things happen you look for the positives in it and that's definitely one of them to get David Kasumo more training minutes. Um, Mikhail, Luke, like you said, integrated more into the squad, Um, discussing with them, telling them how we want to play and then buying into that and then taking that onto the training pitch. So I think the last three or four days have been really productive in that sense.
3: How close are Helikon and Bette and Kasumi, to be fair, to to getting a start?
1: Yeah, they're they're there, they're in the squad. They're available for selection.
3: So, um, yeah, they're very close. OK. Do you, do you feel like these are three players that can help you do what you talk about, getting those moments to turn your way? I think
1: so, yeah. You've got two centre-backs coming in. I think previous games we've played Jonathan Hogg, who's more midfield player, as we know, as a centre-back. Oli Turton as a right-sided centre-back. Utah as a left-sided centre-back. Um, so, yeah, we've got two players who play those positions. And then David Kasumo, he different attributes I think for the midfielders we've been playing so yeah I think um, I think it's looking really positive.
3: Do you have sort of an idea of a, a settled side in your mind because it's been sort of the, the way the players are sort of coming gradually and injuries etc and then deadline day signings been difficult for you to find that settled 11 do you feel like you, you've got an idea now in your head of how it looks?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's always putting players in the correct positions where they can actually perform on the pitch, where they're most suited to, where their strengths lie. Um, and I think we're pretty clear on that.
2: Cool. That's all for me. Cheers, Danny. Best Cheers,
3: Steve. Leon, good morning.
2: Hello. Good morning, Danny. Okay. Morning, Leon. All right, mate. I, I was just sort of wondering what's going on with the playing perspective sort of lately. How do you sort of, Are you good at sort of a bit of a pressure in terms of handling pressure is that something that's always sort of come sat well on your on your on your shoulders i suppose it's part of it isn't it
1: yeah i think so i think um coming into this role obviously it's a different kind of different kind of pressure um because you're always focused yeah. on winning football games but yeah like i said i think like re- reflections key so reflecting on sort of like whether it's a win loss or a draw or it's a poor performance yeah. good performance we always want to reflect always try and be open and honest to the players and then expect that yeah. back from them. And I think when you have that open communication, it can it just solves any problems really quickly. And then you can yeah. move on and prepare for the next game. And I think that sort of helps sort of control the emotional pressure, as you say, of what um, what football brings.
2: And you've got some great lads in your dressing room. You know, everyone's spoken about the core leadership group. When they've got to come into their own a little bit at the end these times, haven't they?
1: Yeah, I think the lads with this kind of experience have all have all been through this before. They, they've had ups and downs in their careers, which is inevitable. Um, football careers are not only just sort of one yeah. trajectory, it's always ups and downs. So they'll have experienced these kind of things before and yeah, it's invaluable to have that experience within the dressing room.
2: Does it feel at the minute as if it, it's sort of us against the world at feel Town almost at the minute? You know, things have lots of things have gone, you know, goals that should have been goals, this, that and the other. It, it's got, it feels a little bit like that from the outside, looking in.
1: Yeah, I feel as though we've um, we've not really had the rub of the green, but um, I believe in earning your own luck, so all we can do is continue yeah, working yeah. hard and hopefully over the season these things sort of even itself out.
2: And you just need one of those, you talk about moments. I mean, I'm old enough to remember years ago when I think Everton had one moment in a cup game and then they they scored and went off and won, won loads of stuff. It, it, it's a little bit like one of those really, isn't it? You know.
1: Yeah, I think you just hopefully like, a key moment um, in a game that can be the catalyst to kick you on them for yeah. the games after that. So, yeah, um, hopefully we'll get one of those soon.
2: And I was going to ask you finally about Mikel. I mean, I've seen a lot of him at, at Barnsley. I mean, he was... I think in the season they got in the playoffs, he got the most headers, the most blocks. He could be a huge player for you if you can get him sort of going again.
1: Yeah, we're always speaking about and coaching, like, the fundamentals of football, never coming away from sort of the basics. Try and think... um I think what Dave Brailsford said, like, focus on world class basics as much as you can. And yeah. I think Mikhail does that as a centre back. Like you say, the aerial duels, the, the competitive yeah. spirit, the blocking shots, these kind of things, he'll
2: um, add lots to the squad. And he's not played since mid uh, March as well. So he'll be, he should be chomping at the bit, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, he's keen to play. Um, I think um, he's come here with big motivation. He wanted to get back playing in yeah. the championship and he's got the opportunity now. So, um, I spoke with Mikhail yesterday and he's um, he's ready to go.
2: The World Cup as well is a huge thing for him, isn't
1: it? Yeah. yeah, I think it's a big sort of goal he's got in the in the forefront of his mind and um that can yeah. only benefit Udersfield Town if um Mikhail's yeah. fighting to get selected for the World Cup as well. So yeah, it'd be yeah. good for him, but also good for the club.
2: Very best of luck tomorrow, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a lot.